Hello out there. This is uh, Gary from the patio. Uh, just coming to you. Want to talk about my favorite episode uh, that we had this year. Uh, we had a great year. Thank you to everybody that listened. Uh, my uh, favorite episode was episode three, uh, where we talked about the uh, ninja sword and the uh, gas station, which was quite funny. And uh, we also talked about Pe- Pablo Escobar. Um, which is a very, uh, which is also a very interesting co- topic for uh, current uh, for current news because there is a cocaine bear coming out to theaters uh, pretty soon. But uh, I would say this, the reason why this is my favorite episode is because we all got together and that was one of the first episodes we just talked about random stories that were just funny out there and we were able to cut up and it sort of opened the door. I'm not saying it, it it's what caused our uh, quick takes. But uh, it, it, it did open the door to us uh, just talking about uh, uh, random news that we just found funny and let us talk amongst ourselves on the patio. Um, but uh, here's my episode, and have fun listening. Welcome to the patio. Today we're going to bring you the legend of Pablo Escobar and tell you about the uh, 7-Eleven swordsman of Hawaii. You want to stick around and listen to these stories. Brought to you by the guys from the patio. So, the drug cartels of Mexico have a new victim that has fallen under their prey. And it's a bear. There's a bear. Actually, a bear. Like Yogi? Yogi the bear. Uh, mm. It could be Yogi. It could be um, Boo Boo. It could be Boo Boo. But it's a bear. A bear who ate 88 pounds of cocaine was the victim of a large smuggling. So what? I, I love his dedication. What kind of bear specifically? Strange as it may sound, this actually happened. Turns out no one can ingest so much cocaine and stay alive. Not even a 175-pound black bear mm. from Georgia. I bet bear. you a black bear from Crittenden County could I, I love how, I love they, how they threw Georgia in there. Like, like yeah. Georgia is the top-notch you know, cocaine. A bear though. from Arkansas, I'd expect, could live all, live after bear. eating That's meth. Cocaine. We ain't that, got no cocaine bears around here. All meth bears. Yeah, our bears are meth. <laughs> yeah, but isn't like... They have meth worse than cocaine. So well, you know what they say: move to Arkansas for the beauty. Stay because you sold your car for meth. All right, this bear's <laughs> name Pablo Escobar, as they later called him. The bear was on his <laughs> usual walk through the woods in Chattahoochee, Oconee National Forest, in uh, December of nineteen eighty-five. <laughs> Boy, this is a really old story. That sounds good. Though. Were you even born in nineteen eighty-five? Eighty-five. Yes, I was four. D- DW, were you born? Yeah, in we were. We were all born in '85, Terry. Yeah, so, so '88. I was like an old man in '85. '88 pounds. '88 pounds. Here, '88. Here's pounds. what I, I'm just impressed with that he made it to '88 pounds. Like, that's unreal to Look, think you ingested that much. So, what I do cocaine. know is, for about five minutes, he was an apex predator on land, sea, and air. 100%. There was nothing that could, could fly. Be. Yeah, he could, yeah, he could fly. If he could have found a body of water, he could have dove down and got a killer whale. Megalodon. <laughs> so Megalodon. Here, here's how the story goes. I'm not really sure how we know these details, but we're going to tell the story regardless. In December 1985, let's see, 1985, that's the year the Bears won the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, Walter, oh, it was. It was. It was. So the, the Bear was celebrating. Shuffle. The Bear was <laughs> celebrating. The was. Super Bowl champion. He was Iggy shuffling and found some cocaine. My question, my question is, he, he ate 88 pounds. How much did he snort? 
We may never know. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> All I know is that I remember that's the first Super Bowl I ever watched was the 85 Super Bowl with the Bear, and he was celebrating the championship. Well, it, was a, it was the last Super Bowl that Bear watched. <laughs> yeah, it probably was <laughs> well, the last one they won, I, wasn't it? <laughs> okay, so Pablo Escobar was walking through the forest doing ordinary bear things like back scratching <laughs> against a tree or looking for food for the harsh winter ahead when instead of apples or a river full of fish, he stumbled upon 40 plastic bags full of the purest cocaine there was. And hungry as it was, he ate it all up down to the last <laughs> they were They were probably in a picnic basket. He was not looking for trouble yet. Pablo could not get enough of the star-spangled powder. He died on the spot. There isn't a mammal on the planet that could survive that, explained the medical examiner. I'm not so sure I agree with that. Would a humpback whale, would 88 pounds of cocaine do to a humpback whale? 88 pounds is a lot. Yeah, but a humpback whale, what is Look it up, Gary. Give me the information. I want to know what a humpback whale weighs. That would numb a whale's face, I promise you. So what about like a sperm whale? That's the biggest whale, right? Sperm, ha ha, laugh. Ha ha. Okay, all right. Sperm whale. That's a humongous whale, right? I don't know that 88 pounds would kill a sperm whale. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation was assigned to investigate after a nose-powdered, lifeless bear was found <laughs> next to the containers in the middle of the woods. When he did Just the autopsy... Second. Being the fat guy I am, I would, I would have immediately thought he had powdered donuts. <laughs> you know, why would that, you assume otherwise? I mean, in the middle I, of the I, Georgia I, forest. So, it's here, I hope the story comes out and tells us why there was so much cocaine in the middle of the forest. Humpback whales weigh fifty five thousand to sixty six thousand pounds. Yeah, there is no way. Sure okay. Yeah, yeah like, the eighty eight yeah. pounds of coke would not injure a humpback whale. Now, how much cocaine can your average one hundred and fifteen pound white Arkansas male do? Probably, oh, probably, probably they can probably do probably eighty eight pounds, pounds of meth for sure. Uh, There's no doubt. That's, that's the ratio we need to find out. Yes. Now, yeah. since, since Look, I'm looking at the what. facts, I'm gonna, I'm gonna since I'm talking about the facts, a blue whale is bigger than a humpback whale. Really? Oh, is it? Yes. Yeah. Two hundred ninety thousand to three hundred thirty thousand. So a sperm whale is even bigger, right? No. No. But, no. No. S- sperm whale small. What about a norwal? Where does norwal fall? They're small too. Okay. It's a, so it's let's get back to the story here. So the stomach of the bear, this is Pablo Escobar, was literally packed to the brim with cocaine. So maybe that's the problem. He ate the cocaine when he should have snorted the coke. Correct. So what? Well, if, if he snorted it, it'd take him longer. He would have. What if they out. packed it in the bear and the bear was? Oh, and then it busted open inside the bear. So o- they Officer were utilizing D-W. the bear to smuggle yeah. the coke into the. What if they had it, it ruptured? What if they had it trained to walk from point A to point 40, B? Right, eighty-eight pounds of uh, uh, yeah. coke is hard to stuff in a bear. Hear me out, though. What if they trained this bear to walk from point A to point B, put eighty-eight pounds of coke in it, and then its intestinal juices ate the wrapping, letting the cocaine go, killing the bear. It happens to people all the time that try to swallow it, cocaine. Well, well, but over here. even then, could is there a stomach? A bear stomach hold eighty eight pounds of material. A bear could eat Jamie. Here's the Jamie kicker, weighs more than eighty eight pounds. Kicker. This bear ate fifteen million dollars worth of cocaine. Nice. That's, that's a way to go down. You ain't lying. <laughs> That's an 88, uh, 1988 uh, so standards. What's inflation on that, guys? Or 85 standards. <laughs> Instead of the wolf of Wall Street, it's the so bear. It appears it's a bear market. that <laughs> the way the bear was found was that a team was actually trucking, tracking a drug smuggler and trying to uncover a drug smuggler ring in Kentucky. 
At the time, they were looking for cocaine that they believed was missing. Instead, they found an overdose bear. Wow. They were looking for the bear that they put in, or the cocaine they put inside the bear. Now, since we're talking about this apex predator bear that's on cocaine, what is scarier than a bear on cocaine, guys? Hmm. Let's go one by one, and let's just talk about that mm, for a second. Because a, really a hyped-up bear, while I'm hiking through the woods, I don't know how long you survive when he was on this cocaine, but, you know. This so, is why you're the smart one. This yeah. So we're, we're going to give our best guess on what the most I gotta, vicious. I know what's worse than a bear on cocaine. Well, you go. Go for it. A two-year-old on a gla- on monster is way worse than a bear on cocaine. <laughs> but is it an, more of an apex predator? No, but it will absolutely drive you insane. May destroy your house. And destroy your house. Man, I think the scariest thing I can think of hopped up on cocaine. Dude, I'm going to go gorilla. I, I like Man, that. Just a regular yeah. gorilla? Well, I mean, a, a cocaine-induced wild... Freaking Harambe. Yeah, Harambe <laughs> on, on cocaine. Ooh. You know what? He had a, he had a withstood on bullets. He would have. He'd have kept going. <laughs> He'd be like Scarface <laughs> out there, yo. <laughs> he would have kept going. A crackhead trying to make a few dollars is pretty <laughs> impressive creature oh. itself. Donnie, what you think? What, what's, what's, what's tougher than a Harambe on, a, on coke? Man. Y'all ever met a Billy Goat? Oh, I, I mean, I've, I knew a guy named Billy. Nah, a billy goat. You know how mean a billy goat oh, is? Oh, they're mean. They're, we're in Arkansas, right? Yeah, they're, they're kind of tough. Uh, a billy goat on cocaine. Here, wreck your knees, I'm telling you. Mm. But how knees. does that compare to a gorilla? A silverback gorilla Man. on some cocaine? Man, Harambe would body slam that goat to death. So right now, mm. my, mine's winning. And he'd, he'd destroy okay. it to your What own. about Godzilla on cocaine? Well, that's... <laughs> Okay, that's a little out there, but yeah, but that's that's he's, eighty-eight pounds though. Nah, it would nah, bother, it wouldn't bother him. He, But Godzilla's already a bad mother anyway. So no. with the cocaine, does he really need the cocaine? Yeah, you got something. So, I, I got something. You got something. I got, got something. Hey, look, I'm gonna think outside the box here for a second. Hold on. What if Godzilla came up and instead of spitting fire, he just spit cocaine on all the Asians? <laughs> on the Asians? What then you got like? Because <laughs> that's where Godzilla is. Like, and then you got, no, New York. you have not watched the new <laughs> you got, Godzilla. You got the seventy-six billion high Asians on cocaine. The Chinese dude, are going dude, to attack Taiwan. Math, math would That's be a new level. <laughs> they'd be making new mathematic <laughs> methods and stuff. Go That's ahead, Gary. Absolutely absurd. All right, y- y'all need to stick with me for just a second. Go for it, Lord. Okay. Thinking about a creature of myth and legend. Oh, now we're getting unicorn, unicorn, Bigfoot oh. on cocaine. All right, stick with me here. Okay. That's just like super size like the idea of a unicorn on cocaine. No, unicorn. no. Unic- they do sparkles and shit. So I say, not I the say unicorn. Uh, okay. you know. All right, Bigfoot. Okay. If he does exist, we would know once he became. Keep the up. mic up to your mouth. Right here. We would know <laughs> that he would become, you know, under the. Uh, Influence of cocaine. <laughs> Bigfoot pull up on the block in like an 86 that, Cadillac. That, that's what I was going with, <laughs> with this, though. With some hydraulic. Like, nobody knows <laughs> Bigfoot exists. And one day he comes running out and he jumps in the car, steals your car, and drives off. Or he shows up at a rave with glow sticks and shit. Can you imagine Dude, the, shuffle. the mullet, the beautiful mullet that Bigfoot would Look. roll around? You're being a deer standard duck, duck blind Bigfoot walk up. Hey, man, you got a dollar? <laughs> But, let, let uh, get, but look, he'd be scratching get, that <laughs> neck too, though. He'd be scratching that neck, talking about, hey, let, let me get a dollar. Let me hold that dollar, player. That, that would be, uh, that, that'd be a sight so, it would. So, I think what be would scary. be the ultimate challenge would be Bigfoot on cocaine versus a silverback gorilla? Harambe. 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 I mean, one of them really exists, the other one's dead. So, 
How do you know the same one that really exists? Well, then, then both <laughs> are mythical creatures that do not currently exist. It's That's Rob, true. Rob, a well with Robbie Pablo Escobar. Right Don't you know so Pablo Escobar? Right <laughs> Pablo Escobar had one hell of a high right before he died. You know that bear was like, woo! <laughs> strutting through there like... Um, What's the wrestler does the strutting? What's his name? Uh, oh, Rick oh, Rick Flair. Flair. Rick Flair. He, the nat- Rick Flair. he was the, the nature, nature boy for he a second. He was the nature boy. He was the nature boy for a second. Natural bear. He's saying, I'm Mike Jones. Well, rest in Jones. peace, Pablo Escobar. <laughs> it's like, where the, where the bear dimes at? Did you say yo? Matt Jones? <laughs> Did you say Matt Jones? Matt Jones was, was walking with the bear <laughs> when right. it happened. All right, let's pull one out for, uh, for the bear. How many deaths are related to... Ninja swords. Well, I don't know of any that are related to ninja swords, but I did hear about this place in Hawaii. It was a gas station. Some guy got his hand cut off by a ninja sword from well, the gas station. What kind of white trash gas station was they got in Hawaii? You might be a redneck if you buy a ninja sword from a gas station. Okay, here's the story. <laughs> this is the exact story. I'm going to read it. To or you. a meth head. Okay. <laughs> or a meth head. So, Gary, Honolulu, part of a man's hand was cut off. Buy a sword at a 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. I don't know what's worse, getting your hand cut off or part of your hand cut off. I think I'd rather have my whole hand cut off. According to officials. Part of it sounds... Why does part of your hand cut off sound more painful? Okay, this is a little different than the <laughs> way our friend Gary explained it, right? Medical services in Hawaii, Honolulu, said a man in his 40s was attacked with a sword. He was attacked with oh, a sword. Oh, okay, now we're talking. We were led to believe the sword randomly fell onto the man. Did the, like assault weapons to randomly attack people. But was a witness said there was an altercation between a Seven Eleven employee and another man inside the store. He said the incident escalated, ending with the employee allegedly cutting part of the man's hand off outside of the store with a sword. The victim started to shout and to cry. I would too. And then I look at him on the floor, and I saw that half his hand was on the floor. The guy ran to the side of the door. And he fell there on the floor, said Michael Souza, a witness who was visiting from Switzerland. <laughs> so we got a Switzerland Welcome to man. America, Michael. Well, it's on a loop. It's, it's Hawaii really America. I guess it is. Yes, it's yeah. America. This, okay. this man's completely neutral. He done come all the way to, to Hawaii, of all places in America, and done seen a man's hand get sliced <laughs> off. You're a, profe- okay. you're professional, you're, you're professional uh, neutrality. <laughs> So Honolulu police initially responded to the scene for a report of an assault, but it's quickly reclassified as an attempted murder. So while police have not confirmed the suspect is an employee, Swusa, this is the Switzerland man, the man from Switzerland, said the man with the sword had served him before and was quite pleasant. So a pleasant man at 7-Eleven pulled out a sword. Ninja sword. Ninja sword. And cut off part of this other man's head. Now, okay, now that goes down to as uh, that's like epic. Well, here, here it Look. is. It is epic. But I would like to have been the fly on the wall there, and the conversation slash argument that took it to that level, and then the reaction. Look, what, what would I have if somebody Look, pulled a ninja? All I know is I will never again complain about the customer service we have here. <laughs> How many people have you ever seen have parsed? Of their hand severed. So, like, a ninja you said part of their hand. Does that mean he cut it like a hot dog or a hamburger? Okay, I'm just I'm just interested in the form of the swing. That's, That's what, what I'm saying. Yeah, was it was it like he was yeah. doing the Vulcan and it got cut down the middle, or was it like all fingers? I don't know. I don't so know. There's two things that first come to mind. Why is Gary 
looking at news articles in Honolulu, Hawaii, mm. first, right? And then second is you are a badass if you keep a ninja sword behind well, so, your, so, your counter so, for protection. Yeah, so was okay. the uh, was the guy working there, did he have this on hand? Was it his defense? I'm telling you, 7-Eleven sell swords and stuff like that, man. Or gas stations. So you think he used a sword that was being sold to protect himself <laughs> if, and protect the... I, I can't say that, you know, because I don't know. But I walked into a gas station the other day here in where we live. Well, in Crittin- North, North, North Northeast Arkansas. They also sell pipes that are with flowers in them. Correct. Quote, they, unquote. They do. Yes. But I looked over and they had a bunch of different swords. And I love flowers. They had, they had or not, they had uh, knives that look like the. Uh, like oh, the, here, here's a picture. Like an elven sword, you know, from the Lord of the Rings. They had all designs on them. They had one that looked like a gun that flipped out and everything. I like it. Yeah, they had all these different types of knives. I just, I just picture the guy working there gets mad while the guy is still arguing with him, goes over to the case and pulls out a sword and stops the argument. I would, but you know what? A broad sword would have been much cooler, though. Maybe instead of gun control, we should do sword control. And and I, you know, more people die a year from a knife injuries, I believe. And I don't want to be. Oh, this is funny. I got to read. I don't have all the data on this yet. But it could have been a data data. So let me. This could have been a samurai sword. I don't know. So this is all from swords. But going back to what we were talking about, does anybody know when the original right to bear arms issue started and where it started? The issue started or the uh, the amendment? Where did the original right to bear arms, as far as we know it, as Americans, English people, start? Right. Uh, 1780s, I believe, is I seventeen eighty three something along those lines. Ten sixty six. Well, no, because there was no American ten sixty six. That's correct. No, there wasn't Jamie. an American ten sixty six. That's correct, Jamie. There but was no. Hold America. on, hold on. Listen, here's food for thought. Right. I love food. So you go. The original American stuff thought. started in. Let's see what we got here. Sixteen eighty nine. Right. So that was even before America. Right. Correct. But even in 1066, I don't know what a gun looked like then. I haven't taken the time to look, but it wasn't much, right? Well, I was it do to punch a hole in you. But, I mean, like, even the ancient Chinese had some type oh, of Oh, yes, yes. Right? That they, <laughs> yeah. If it didn't so. kill you, you definitely died from infection back then. I, I guarantee it. So way back in, even before America was thought about, 1689, right, we gained our independence, 1776, right? We fought the British with guns that... They we probably were founded on guns. Yes. They didn't want us to have, but we had them, right? So even they recognized before that that the right to bear arms mattered in the ability to control the government. And it does 100%. But it also increases the ability and your protection from other countries, which the Japanese invading Pearl Harbor is a prime example of that. You go, you go worldwide and... Look where guns have been regulated. And I don't want to throw a blanket statement on it, but there's really history speaks for itself. Generally speaking, when you um, regulate guns, bad things happen. I got a question for you guys. How many law-abiding citizens have murdered another citizen? Well, zero. Legally? Nah, it's not zero. Legally. Well, yes, it murder. is zero. Once murder. You, once well, you murder somebody, it's no longer okay, law-abiding no long, So what he's Correct. saying, what he's saying, so okay, here's what, I think here's the point he was trying to make. 
Okay, so you're going to commit a gun crime, right? Correct. You can go purchase a gun legally. Correct. There are tons of people, and most of the people that purchase guns that commit crimes and shootings are not legally purchased firearms. So most of the shootings no, that happened no, in right, Chicago, yeah. Memphis, high crimes crime areas, they did not go to the Bass Pro Shop, fill out paperwork, buy a well, pistol. They got some nice. First of there. all, Bass Pro is expensive, so I okay. don't blame them for But they did not. Day. They did not go through the proper channels to purchase the gun. Unless Bass Pro <laughs> wants to sponsor us, so what, then we support them. <laughs> what that tells you is that gun control by paperwork isn't going to change anything. Yeah, but, but gun, gun control by paperwork actually works. It works for people that want also. to abide by gun control. It does not work. I no, could no, go. No, yeah, no, no, okay, yes. so hear me out. I'm going into the world of knowing people, right, that don't abide by the law. So I know plenty of people that I had a CIs that if I wanted to go purchase an AK-47 today and not do any paperwork on it, it's going to cost me a little more money, but I could go buy it. You still know? 100%. So if I could go, if I wanted to go buy it right now, Let's I talk could. Let's this. Right, <clears throat> so, but this is what I'm saying. Putting another law in place does no. not fix the issue. No, no, uh, criminals cr- criminals commit crime. I feel like I got an echo. Yeah, I hear it only on your mic. Only on my mic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but criminals commit crimes, and that's part of what what happens. That sounds better. Right? Does that sound better? It does. Sounds better. Uh, criminals commit crimes. That's what happens. Um, now I will say this. I'm, I'm going to go all the way back to the discussion about the uh, bill Congress passed. So Congress passed it. It was two seventeen to two fifteen. People are still up in arms about it. So the next move is it goes to the Senate. Now the Senate is fifty fifty split, but for something to pass Senate, it has to be a sixty forty uh, vote. You would have to have ten uh, Republicans to vote. In the affirmative to pass this bill, so the likelihood of it passing is very slim. Uh, people are really up in arms, and I get it. I, I, I'm not up in arms because you know what? I've been a criminal before. It won't bother me to be a criminal again. That said, the likelihood of it passing is slim. I would also like to clarify that they were up in arms, not up in bare arms. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's it's a freaking terrible Dad joke. Dad joke. <laughs> uh, look, I, I like points out my too. I thought you were getting a haircut. I did get a haircut. I sound like an old I man. I didn't ask him to shave my chest hair, Jamie. Gee. Well, you I should start with little, your back. All right, I told so, him to take a little off the top. Okay. So here's a question related to gun control. What point do you think guns should be regulated? And here's what I mean. I don't. Okay. Okay. All right. I know your opinion already because we've been friends forever. You live with me for like nine. I like we're to have grenade launchers. Okay. So where should it stop? Like, what does the original Constitution mean, right? Does it mean that... Right to bear arms. So back in the day, does it mean we could own a musket, but they could have a cannon? Like now, so the comparison now would be we have a single shot AR-15. They have a automatic, fully they? automatic Who's rifle. They? I'm talking about the military because the government uh, is what it was originally designed to defeat. Fun fact, right? we can technically own howitzers. We can have a uh, black and powder what is, cannon. What is that statement? Basically? We can have a black can, uh, black uh, black powder firearm cannon in our home. 
Yeah, because it's a goofy law that doesn't allow yes. for it, black powder. It doesn't include black powder fired weapons. It, it includes it in the same category as like a muzzle loader, basically. Yes. So we can put, you know, live from the patio, we can go put us a howitzer in the, our studio and shoot people when they come up. Dear people of America, please send donations. We would like to have a cannon. Today's episode brought to you by Howitzer. We will 100% fire a cannon off in Terry Gibbs' backyard <laughs> if y'all support right, So that's it. The, there we go right there. So, but, so our goal as Life in the, life in the Patio would be cannon. so much better if we could fire a cannon <laughs> Hallelujah, randomly amen. into the sky. Uh, as a matter of fact, I knew a young lady right across the way over here. I like where this story is going. Who, her neighbor had a cannon, and they would fire a, a cannonballs pretty regular, if I remember. I'm hearing echoes again. Is it my beard? Is my beard echoing? It's not your beard. Maybe another mic. I'll turn these games. Back. So, yeah, uh, let's. Uh, I guess let's run through. Talk about my take is the Second Amendment is carte blanche or whatever the word is that we, we don't have what we want. So from your point of view, the Second Amendment allows you to own any weapon. If I could afford it, I should be able to have an Abr- Abram tank. <laughs> the Second <laughs> Amendment allows you to have whatever weapon you would like. But who should not be allowed to own weapon? That's a good question right there. Okay, my, my personal stance is any felon who is being committed of a violent crime so a felon committed with a violent crime commit that not, has been convicted not a, not a drug crime convicted of committing a violent crime to in your point of view for Barry should not be allowed to own weapons and that's the only that's the only people that should not be allowed to own weapons correct so and, i got a friend he got pulled over they were duck hunting he was smoking some weed god bless him everybody knows of so anyway he was duck hunting. I won't go any more into that. So he was duck hunting, Had uh, got pulled over, leaving the duck pit. He had some weed on him. Pop, got a felony. So, I mean, now he has to uh, duck hunt with like a black powder. You know, he's hunting with a musket. <laughs> <laughs> he could get a can and kill all kinds of ducks. <laughs> so I exaggerate a little bit, but that is a true story. My buddy got pulled over, duck hunting. He had some weed with him. That's not a violent felony. Look, all the police did was to enhance, the ducks. It was they all they did was enhance his duck hunting game. He got a black powder cannon, <laughs> full it with like chain mall and stuff. Shoot, <laughs> shoot, <laughs> start shooting shrap metal Look, up there. Go to Westminster's fence, get some chains, <laughs> sticking that thing, you get, kill all kinds of ducks. You just throw nets at them. <laughs> all right, so. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, we're we're back now with uh, I got a topic I, I happened across the other day. I want to get you guys feedback on. Okay. All right, what you got? It's something I bet uh, Jamie may be the only one that's probably ever heard of something like this. But I, I started reading about it, and initially, I was a bit turned off by it. Okay, turned off, turned off. But then the more I, I read, the more it made sense. So the topic I want to talk about is. Angel hands. Angel hands. Describe angel hands for me because I'm, uh, I, my mind's going places. I'm not sure where it needs to go. Mm. So, Is it church related? Well, <laughs> show me what them hands do. <laughs> <laughs> so, this actually takes place 
in Taiwan of all places. So it, it's hard to believe it'd be the Middle East. Okay, but it started, well, okay, started in stop, Taiwan. stop. Taiwan's not Middle Taiwan's East. Asia. Dog. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So <laughs> Eastern Asia. I already Eastern know where Asia? this is that going. Is Eastern Asia. <laughs> Middle Eastern okay. Asia. To Eastern Asia, Taiwan <laughs> is the place where this takes place. Okay, the Taiwanese hand angel is what it's called aims to raise awareness of the fact that disabled people are often depicted as completely desexualized, though they actually have the same desires as everyone else. Would anyone think a disabled person didn't have the same desires as everyone else? No, actually, no. My brother worked at a... Uh, let me make sure I say this correctly. My brother worked <laughs> at a special needs place, and he once told me there's two things that are grained in our DNA, eating and screwing. Eating and sexual reproduction. How about that? Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, sure. Procreation. How was about very procreation? kind. Getting your rocks off. Was very kind of you to use the youth word. Yes, uh, yes. There <laughs> so might be youths listening. In Taiwan, there's an organization you can volunteer for that provides uh, digital love, I, digital gratification for those severely disabled that cannot receive. Gratification. So that they give other means. So they give hand jobs to people that can't do it themselves. That's uh, well. That's probably the way you would say it here in Northeast Arkansas. Yes. Okay. Sir. So hey. by volunteers, can you volunteer to receive? No. You said digital. Can you be voluntold for this? Digital. <laughs> digital by oh, hand. It, digital is in digits. The fingers. In, yes, in North Korea, they volunteered. Phalanges. I was digits, trying to figure phalanges. out how my computer was going to help me out. But. No, that's a, that's the more modern version of digital. In, in North Korea. Digital is, manipulation. Yeah, in North Korea, Terry, it's voluntold. Voluntold North Korea. <laughs> so, Taiwan... It's, you know, officially known as Republic of China, right? Has one of the <laughs> best health systems in the world, right? Hold on. Obviously. I got a joke that if it goes too far, it's going to pass. You could be getting a hand job from Kim Jong-un or Il or whichever one. I think Jamie is. probably had one from Kim Jong-un, but that would have been a long yeah. time ago. Tiny hands. Well, you know, the tiny hands make it feel bigger. And what was the uh, – never mind. I'm not going there. Uh, we, we swore that that subject was off topic. Yeah, some things we can't talk about. Some things we can't talk about. And there's many stories that we'll share throughout the course of the recording this, but we're going to save the good ones for later. So – but how do you guys feel about that? Is When I first I, read this – I, I think was, it's excellent. I mean, so how does this work out? Do you like – can you? Can I pretend to be handicapped? It's I almost mean, like Make a Wish. So a person will apply. It's like a chub. Look, what would be your wish? Okay, you want to go to Disney World or you want somebody? Hell to come? no, Disney World versus a hand job. Oh yes, and you think about that's no. your first, your first experience. So do they have? Do they have oral hands? Is that an option? No, I think that'd be mouth angels, but I don't think mouth angels. <laughs> mouth, mouth, mouth angels. Yes, M O U F mouth. Uh, the mouth. I think we knew a few of those. They were teethless and probably on meth, but they would be meth angels slash mouth angels. I see Taiwan but, as trailblazers for the healthcare. You know industry. what? The, I the do. Trailblazers. Uh, what I do know is for a, fa- a small fee, you can go to the back casino over here and you find some mouth angels. <laughs> mouth angels. But, so is that the same as lot lizards, but, mouth angels? But in Taiwan, you don't have to pay. It's governments, you know. Supported. Well, you know, actually, uh, I believe it's a uh, Switzerland. Uh, I think it's one of the, it's one of those um, socialist European countries that um, they allow them to go in there and do so. You can get a prostitute. I think it's twice a year if you can't afford one. Um, you set up. I mean that, that's a, that's a pretty good gig. Now I'm not socialist, but I can be socialist for that. 
You're trying to get laid twice a year? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> you know, you know times for are Jamie, hard, I think I think I've said this before, go big, go home. Twice, twice a year? Twice. Hell yeah, twice a year. You know, that's too bad. So check this out, guys. Do you so, have the stamina hold on, for that? Hold on. So, no, no, I don't have stamina. It's better. In the Netherlands, the National Health System provides a grant scheme for people with disabilities to receive public money for pay for sexual services up to 12 times per year. Oh. 12 t- So Netherlands. Once that's, per month. That's you know once a month. Now, going. now we're talking. Look. Let me get my wife. We're moving to the Netherlands. Can I? Once can we do month. this podcast uh, overseas? Because we can do it remotely. Twelve <laughs> times a year, the government will pay for you Dude, if you're my, disabled to have sex. Oh, hey, I, got, I have to be disabled. Jamie, I know several people in the Netherlands. We can work this out. My my tank will be empty. Okay, w- so Vincent, the 50 year old founder of Hand Angel, lost his legs to polio and says his disability allows him to better. Empathize. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did he lose Stop. his third leg? Stop, just a second. He lost his legs? <laughs> Wouldn't you have to be missing he arms? He lost his legs to polio. No, I think he's a giver, okay? I think he's a giver. Let me finish, all right? So, without any of the patronization disabled people can sometimes face, he emphasized that disabled people share the same physical, emotional needs as any others and therefore should have the right to pursue them. In order to decide who's entitled to use their services, Hand Angel first assess an applicant's level of disability. The person has to be recognized by the government as having a serious physical impairment but can't be mentally disabled. Once they're cleared, the service is totally free, but each applicant can only receive three bouts of sexual stimulation. Uh, Three, like, ever or per year? Three ever, because right now there's only ten people that actually volunteer you know and are what? giving hand jobs. You know what? I've been looking to volunteer for a good cause. How <laughs> do I sign up for this? Some are gay, some are straight, and some are disabled. Some are PhD students, some are social campaigners, and some work in the media. Jamie will be classified in his own group. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, Hugging, uh, caressing, and kissing on the face are fine. No, 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 no. Everybody knows you pay extra oral, <laughs> vaginal, and anal is not allowed. I feel like it's too okay. intimate once you're kissing someone. All right, yeah. so when it says that, does that mean that this is only a service that's offered to men? Because it says penetrative, so you got to penetrate, you know. Okay, I mean, so check this out. So yeah, other more, hold on, more about Andy's story. So when Hand Angel took Andy to the motel, so this is the guy with the polo. <laughs> that's Andy. The volunteer caressed him thoroughly. <laughs> Gave him a hand job. He described the intimacy being so intense that for a minute he believed he was in love. Jamie, call Andy. <laughs> he knew it was only temporary, but he felt like he was in love. The experience yeah. provided him with an emotional connection he had never felt before. That's not emotional. It's really sad if you think about it. It, it is, but... I like it. I mean, this is great for so, the disabled people. Jamie, as a hand angel, and I'm going to try to find you application because this would be great, great to let you apply. At, this is part of the hand angel's mission, not just providing a sexual service, but also bringing forth an emotional and social transformation in applicants. All right, Look, Jamie will be – y'all can apply here on, you know – the patio. So, like, is there a tryout period? You gotta, yeah, like, oh, people so, are applying on the look. patio for – we have three hand jobs that you're up for. So you're getting you're like sorry, buddy. So look, first you start with Gary, and if you can handle that monster, <laughs> you're, you're qualified to support all the other disabled people. 
because I would say that three legs qualify for disability. Gary's in, the, oh, in this God. house, anyway. Now, if you can hear, Gary's got the light pole penis. If you can handle that. You're good to go. So, guys, this was very, very gr- good topic to discuss yeah. from the, uh, from, pl- uh, from the play us out. So, play, play us out. So, thing. hold on. We got one more thing we want to talk about. What are we talking about? Football. We're going to let Fortenberry, 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 we're sitting oh. around, we're talking today about hand angels, we're talking about guns, right? Which they go hand in hand. And they go hand in hand. So, <laughs> no pun intended. what, what are we drinking on today, though? That's a good question. Ooh, so, man, have to be drinking some bullet. Uh, I got a little bullet water going on. It, it is starting to talk to me. Uh, T's working on some bullet and soda. So... Me and T drinking bullet. Donnie, what you uh D DW, what you drinking on? That wild turkey and Diet Dr. Pepper. Dude, wild I, I'm turkey. a I'm a lover of wild turkey. I love turkeys, love them wild. You love your women like you like your turkey. That's wild. right. Wild. Scoff, wild and dark. Scoff, what you got? I got some uh Makers 101 and Ooh. some uh Diet Dr. Pepper, which Diet Dr. Pepper goes well with anything. I think it's because of the twenty three flavors. <laughs> Which flavors are there? Included I, I don't in diet, know, but diet. you can mix it with anything. And the flavors really just gets where, robust. I've got to where I like water with my bourbon. Maybe it's you just old, like cracking the, no, cracking so the water spirit. with the bourbon simply brings down the um, the uh, the burn. It brings down the hotness, so it brings down the proof. So one way to sample bourbons when you do a testing and a make guys. sure you're not taking account uh, the true flavor. And not just the proof is that there's a, a formulation of water to add to the bourbon based on the proof to bring so, out. So sometimes for, it's minimal. It's like for, for me when I when I sample water, I add a little bourbon to it. No, right, same idea. thing. So I mean, like me personally, I have discovered that I like a ninety proof bourbon. That's okay. my number. I like a one hundred and one. One twenty. I, I don't. Let care me tell you what, it. rare breed. Well, I'll take a rare breed. It's probably my jam. And I think that's a one hundred and eight, something like that. It's a. Four roses, and single socks barrel off. select, not single barrel select, single barrel. I almost got that still this uh, bullet, but um, you know, pound for pound, I'll take um, I'll take Buffalo about just anything. Have y'all tried tin cup? No, I yeah, have uh, not. I like tin cup. I like tin cup. It's 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 right in the same genre as a uh, bullet and turkey and all that. But I mean, like we're still in the tiers of like whisk or bourbon that you would mix mix with other stuff, right? So, like, any of that, you go home and, like, eh, I'll pour this in there. Yeah, I'll mix it with Coke, you know. Then you get you into like your cocaine? Apartments. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah you mix, hey, you mix cocaine with anything. All right, All right guys. Thank you for listening today. Turn that mess into a slurry. <laughs> Play us out, T. Thank you for listening today. This is episode two of Life on the Patio. And we're going to leave it here. Hit the like button. Get back to us. Five stars. You know the, you know the routine. Give a shout out to that guy right there. The music. Oh, Let's give a shout out to Marty Ray, Marty Ray Project. Project right here from the Mid South for letting us use his music. Mm. Sing it, Marty. And join us next week. Somebody done saved this outlaw.